Hello, friend, and welcome back to episode five of the You Out Loud podcast. Today, we're going to dive into the taboo topic that most of us don't want to admit, face, or even talk about. And let me ask you a question. How many times have you told yourself, girl, you're fine when you're experiencing anxiety? If you aren't open about your anxiety yet, it's probably a lot. Being open and accepting your anxiety can be hard, and trust me, saying it out loud that first time is tough AF, but it is so freeing at the same time. Let's jump in and talk about why it is common to hide your anxiety, but also why there is no need to continue holding all of that in. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey there, friend, and welcome to the You Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Hancock, and I am so glad you are listening in today. Authenticity truly happens when you let go of all the things you think you need to be. Each episode, we'll talk everything from mindset, motivation, inspiration, tough love, anxiety, mental health, and so much more. Rest assured you can take the tools and strategies in this podcast and apply them to start living your most purposeful life out loud. All right, let's settle in for the goodness that is to come in this episode. Have you ever wished you could just calm your anxiety? easily and effortlessly? What about those intrusive thoughts that just keep creeping back in and it's really hard to silence them and turn them off in a healthy way? Well, I have something for you for free. It's a resource that I created that's available right now. If you've been around here for long, you know that mindfulness is my jam and meditation and breath work are some of my favorite ways to ground and calm myself. And I want to gift that straight to you. So I've recorded a mindfulness meditation all around anxiety and your anxious thoughts so that you can truly calm those thoughts and be able to feel in control. All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes to download the quick audio file and start calming your anxiety right now. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into the show. When we are anxious and worried and we have these very intrusive thoughts, we keep them to ourselves. We don't talk about them with other people, even people that are really close to us. So that even goes for like our spouse, our best friend, our parents. Um, We don't talk about these things because we are worried of what other people might think of us. We're worried of judgment. We're worried about what, you know, what this means when we finally say those words out loud, I think I have anxiety. So this episode is for you to really understand why we might be steering away this from this quote unquote taboo subject and then why ways that we might be hiding our anxiety and why we don't need to be afraid of voicing it and talking to the people or finding those safe places to talk about it with. So our mental health, anxiety, and depression, it's obviously a taboo subject, or it can be. And I feel like in the times that we're in right now, we are talking a lot more about mental health, which is fabulous. And I'm so excited that we're doing that. But across the board, we are still not talking about it enough. And I think that 
the fact that we are getting some, you know, feedback and talk about mental health and anxiety and depression and all these things, especially amidst a global pandemic, we still need to keep talking about it. And we still need to keep talking about why we need to take care of our mental health. So depending upon the way that you are raised, though, this goes a lot with, you know, why we hide our anxiety or why we choose to keep it to ourselves and try to deal with it and just kind of stuff it down. And that is a lot to do with maybe the way you saw people, um, talk about their emotions or the lack of talking about emotions as a child. So these things were, were they talked about openly in your home as a child? Did you see someone in your life struggling with anxiety or depression or any kind of mental health issues? And we think back to childhood and when we think about sometimes we, maybe we got a lot of emotions and maybe we were really emotional about something and we got super upset about something. And if we were told to stop or we were told to quit crying, we were told to stop, you know, acting this way. A lot of times we were told to stop feeling those emotions. So that carries over into our adulthood. So if we were stop, we were told to stop and, you know, basically told to not feel or to not show those emotions, we bring those into adulthood. And that's the way we cope. Now we choose to stuff it down. We choose to um, not talk about it and not seek help in that area to get, you know, to understand the feelings that we're feeling. And the way that we deal with our emotions as an adult always stems to the way we were learned, what we learned as a child. And maybe even it goes to, maybe you had someone in your family very close to you that struggled. Um, And when I say struggled, I mean deeply struggled with mental health in whatever capacity that looks like. Um, and, And because of that, and they didn't maybe seek the right types of help, we saw them struggle. We saw them really hurt and we saw them in pain. And that is not something that we want for ourselves. And so as we grow older into adulthood and we start to feel some of those emotions that may or may not be anxiety or depression or any other type of um, mental health issue, we may want to hide it and stuff it down and choose not to talk about it or even face it for ourselves because we don't want to be like or struggle or suffer with what we saw our loved one suffer with as a child. And the difference is I want to tell you and encourage you right now is that if you are in that situation where maybe you you remembered your you remembered your loved one suffering and hurting in silence, but not getting seeking help and doing it. You're, you're seeing it with your own eyes and they weren't, maybe they were medicating, you know, maybe they were self-medicating and you were seeing those effects and those negative consequences firsthand, I want to encourage you to, and and tell you today that you don't have to do that. You do and can take control over this and you can get help, but that is another podcast in itself. So I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and tell you some ways that you may be hiding your anxiety and maybe you don't even realize that you're doing it because it has become such a natural way of coping that you just do it regularly. And it's not something that you are consciously doing. It's a very subconscious act or activity. So one way that you may be hiding your anxiety is getting quiet, 
Maybe that means that you just kind of keep to yourself. You don't talk much. Um, you just kind of isolate. Um, that's another one is isolation, getting quiet and isolating yourself. Also, another one is pretending, smiling and acting like everything is okay and everything is perfect and nothing is going wrong. And on the outside, that might be what it appears to be to others. Um, But on the inside, you're hurting and you're just putting on this facade to hourly show that things are okay. Another way that you may be dealing with your anxiety is humor. Humor, just being silly and funny and trying to have other people laugh at you um, so that you can kind of distract yourself from what feelings you're feeling inside. Another thing is cleaning. So maybe you just find yourself just cleaning out closets and cleaning out things and scrubbing baseboards and doing all these things at home because when you're doing that, you're able to get out some of the that energy that is t- stored up in, in that those feelings and you're not having to focus or hear or think about those things that are inside of your head and instead you're able to get it out by cleaning or scrubbing or doing those things around the house. Um, another thing is distraction and this is one that we f- probably commonly see. It's because we have at our fingertips so many ways to distract ourselves and distract our thoughts And when we distract ourselves with other stimuli that are inside of our head, we don't have to think about those weird, intrusive thoughts that are coming inside of our head at that time because we're distracting ourselves with other things such as Netflix, you know, binging TV show after TV show, scrolling on social media, really being invested in other people's lives and what they are doing because it takes away from what's going on inside of us and what we are feeling at that time. Another obvious one that we hear and we see often is substance abuse or some way that we may be numbing out, whether that be alcohol, drugs, um, anything that may take away those feelings for a short period of time, we do. Um, Some people struggle with substance abuse, and that is a direct reflection of maybe something that they're struggling with internally. Another way that we may be hiding it is keeping busy, adding so many things to our plate that we're hardly able to keep up, but the busier we are, the less time we have to be be alone and by ourselves and with our thoughts because we're going and doing and serving and helping and just adding things to our plates, whether it be at work or home or personal life, just so that we don't have to be alone. We don't have to think. We don't have to really sit with our feelings. Another thing is fidgeting. A lot of movement, a lot of not able to sit still um, because we have so many emotions and thoughts and feelings going on in our body. Our body is unable to calm and regulate that those emotions inside. So we do a lot of fidgeting, a lot of movement. Um, sometimes that means that we might even get, um, instead of being more along the lines of a substance abuse person, we might be addicted to some sort of exercise, but in a negative way, meaning that we do it often and for long periods of time because it's our only way out, which can be a good thing, but can also be you know, a bad thing in some cases. But trust me, I'm a huge proponent of movement to help your mental health and help your anxiety. And that's something that I talk about in the third episode of our anxiety series, which is actually episode, I think, three. No, it's four. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should go back there. And that is one of the tools that I give you 
to help you calm your anxiety. But one of the final things that I want to talk about as far as a way that you might be hiding your anxiety is procrastination. We procrastinate putting, um, we procrastinate doing things because when we do those things, we may or may not have some sort of anxious feelings or thoughts or emotions that come up in response to that activity or that, um, engagement or that interaction, whatever it is, we put it off and we procrastinate on those things in a, in a way to not only hide our anxiety from others, but ourselves, because we don't, we truly do this as a coping skill subconsciously to not have to face the emotions that we don't want to face. So those are just some of the ways that we may, and you may be hiding your anxiety. And maybe right now you're like, Oh my goodness, Mindy, why are you in my head? How did you know that when I feel anxious, I clean or that I isolate myself and I go and I put myself, like I go to my bedroom and I stay there and I kind of hunker down and I distract myself by numbing out with Netflix and social media and all of these other things that I have at my fingertips. I'm saying this because I know, and I know that this is something that is common, that we hide it because we are afraid of judgment and fear of what other people are going to think and say. And when I say it out loud and I tell somebody else, does that mean that this is now who I am? Does that mean that I am crazy, that there's something wrong with me? And there are episodes that are going to be talking about those things specifically, but I urge you to, if you are consciously or subconsciously hiding your anxiety from other people, especially your loved ones, or in some way that you could actually seek help, I urge you to start talking. Find someone you trust and talk about those feelings that you're feeling. And I ask you this question, what are you afraid of by accepting the fact that you have anxiety or you have anxiousness around something, or maybe it's a generalized anxiety. Maybe it's not a panic type thing, or maybe it's not like an OCD type thing, but you have anxiety. What are you afraid of? It could be, like I said before, that you're afraid of judgment, that people will think that you're crazy, that you're like that person in your family that you knew as a child growing up that had quote unquote issues that maybe other family members talked about and they suffered. And you saw that with your own eyes as a child and you don't want to be there. I understand those thoughts and those feelings and those worries and I hope this, that this episode is helping give you that permission to know that it's okay, that it is okay for you to not be okay, and it's okay for you to talk about not being okay, because that is the first step in getting help and, and taking control of your anxiety is acceptance and knowing that it is okay to have these emotions and these feelings and these intrusive thoughts, that there's nothing wrong with you, but learning how to deal, learning how to cope and learning how to control those thoughts and those feelings and emotions are at your fingertips, but it is a matter of accepting it first. So with that being said, if this is exactly what you needed to hear, I encourage you to sit with these words that you've heard today and ask yourself if you're doing everything that you can right now to help and work with your anxiety. If the answer is that you're hiding it and you're running from it and 
You're not choosing to really face it for yourself or even talk about it at all because you're afraid to. I urge you to think about doing something different. I really, really do. Um, I'm here. If you want to DM me over on Instagram, let me know. You know, let me know what your thoughts are and, and how this episode served you. But also, if you are struggling with hiding your anxiety, I'm here. DM me. I would love to talk to you. And if you haven't downloaded my free guided mindfulness meditation to help you with your anxious thoughts, go to the link in the show notes and give it a download. It's totally free, but I think it would be very helpful for you, even if you're still in that state of, I don't know if I really want to talk about this. I don't know if I really want to accept that I have anxiety or that I have these anxious thoughts. That's okay. This mindfulness meditation is still going to help you regardless of where you're at in your journey, but you have to be willing to, you know, actually participate in it. But I promise you it will be worth the download. It's totally free. Again, it's in the link in the show notes. And thank you for listening today. I hope this episode blessed you and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the You Out Loud podcast. I hope this episode was able to help you shift your mindset, take the step, or give you the little push you needed. If you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, tag us on Instagram, or leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. It is truly appreciated, and I do a little happy dance every single time. You are so important, and life is way too short to be playing small. It's time to take a chance on yourself and start living out loud.